0: Welcome. We are, by God's goodness, live right now at the Applegate Christian Fellowship on this Friday. By we, I mean me and Big Scott. How's it going, Scott? Hey, good morning. I'm doing well. Thank you. Nice You're looking good. You. Thanks. Likewise. What what kind of diet are you on right now? I'm just eating a little bit less. That's about it. <laughs> You're looking good. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. we got to get you hooked up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anyways. <Yeah>.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> it is good to be here. It really is. With guys like Scott and good people. Good people here at the church. If you don't have a church, I would encourage you to check us out here at the Applegate Fellowship. Good group of people. There's one side that has been here forever. I mean, we're talking 25 years plus. And then you got this other side that they're new. It's kind of cool. So you got two sides and it all works together. So come on out. Um. Well, I was thinking about some of the things that God has taken me through and seen me through, and I'm looking forward to see how he's going to use it for his glory. Now, I put that on my website, um, on my Facebook page, and I... I got beautiful responses of people saying, he's already done it, Pete. Well, that's good. That really is. That's amazing to me that people think that or believe that or see that. So I'm not going to diminish that aspect of it. But there's something in my heart that wonders, that believes even, that God has a plan and I don't know what it is yet. That's why we're in the book of Jonah, by the way. If you have a Bible, you can turn there. But before we get into Jonah, I was thinking about how God is going to use what I've been through for his glory. The, the shipwrecks, so to speak. The, f- the fishy things. The whale of a problem. Like our friend Jonah. When I was... Five, my mom passed away in a car accident. Five. And then, ironically, so to speak, and it's 18, my sister died in a car accident. So you might think I would have thought, okay, that right there, those two things, pretty much set me up for my testimony or how God wants to speak to me. But no, when I just a few years later, when I was 21, I came down with Crohn's disease in Vanuatu. And uh, yet the Lord allowed me to come back and get back on my feet again, pretty much. I got married, but then my wife had a miscarriage when I was 22, maybe 23. And that same year I had surgery. I had to have surgery in St. Louis, Missouri. And that seemed to be what my testimony was going to be. I mean, I had issues and stuff where I went to doctors and appointments and stuff, but nothing as big as those. And I thought, that's my story. That's my testimony. Huh. I guess I was wrong. I guess the Lord had other things for me as well. Because a couple years ago, I had a couple of surgeries again. And then, as you might know, I just got out of the hospital couple weeks ago with the brain issues. I mean, of all things. And so that's where that brings me up to now at the age of thirty-nine. I wonder what the Lord is gonna do. I'm blessed to even be alive. They didn't know if I was gonna make it or not with this last ordeal. And yet I know that per no, I know that he has a plan. And people tell me he's already done it. He's using it. He's He is glorifying himself or he is uh, using your life just by what you're going through. And I, th- and I say, thank you. But I feel like maybe this is all leading to something great. I don't know what it is. But... I'm looking forward to it. One thing I do know is that it's created in my wife a desire to be a nurse, (laughs) which she never probably would have been had I been healthy or normal. But over the years, all the attendance and all of the care she's had to give to me makes her want to be a nurse now. And so she's going to school for that. I think that's pretty cool. And my kids, my kids, they love the Lord so much. It's amazing. It's amazing to me. I'm proud of them. So, I don't know what the Lord is doing in all of this, but I look at Jonah and I see the guy was in the bottom of the sea. I see that he was in the belly of a fish. I see that Seemed like everything was doomed, and yet everything was going in a certain direction. You know, the same is true for us, for you, for me. God has a purpose. Now, what we talked about yesterday is my belief, looking at the book of Jonah, and then just as importantly, the New Testament. I don't, my opinion, this is my opinion. You can. Go ahead and disagree with me if you want and be wrong, that's fine. But my opinion is that there's no plan B. That God has a plan for your life, and He might have to use a fish or uh, a whale of an experience or a, a deep sea, so to speak. He might have to, but He's going to accomplish that plan. I think that's how I see the story of Jonah. God had a plan. God didn't say, okay, my guy Jonah just took off. Let's get another one. No, He brings him back to the place he was supposed to be all along. And I think the Lord is doing that with you, if you believe in him. That the Lord has a plan for your life, and if he has to use a fish, fine. If he has to use bankruptcy, even a a divorce or health problems, fine. He'll use all of that. But the Bible says, all things work together for the good to them that love God. Do you love God? Guess what? It doesn't say most things. It doesn't say some things. It says all things. That's amazing. That the things that I've been through the past several weeks all things. It's working together for the good. I I don't know how that works yet. I, I don't see it, but I believe it. I really do. I believe it with my whole soul that if I'm still alive, it must be because there's a plan and a purpose. I don't know what it is, quite frankly, yet, yet, But I do know that there is one for me and also for you, friend. With whatever you've been through, whatever you've gone through, whatever you're going through, it's working together for the good. God is using, even when Jonah goes off in the wrong direction, God uses fish, (laughs) storms, (laughs) pagans. He uses it all to get Jonah to where he's supposed to be. And I know the Lord is doing the same with me. And I know he's doing the same with you. We'll be right back.
1: Be
2: still, my soul. So
0: And wouldn't you like that? I bet you would. Wouldn't you like that no matter what the outward circumstances might be, your soul is at rest. <laughs> I mean, just looking at m- my family or my friends, I see in them times where they're at rest, and then times when they're not. So I'm sure they see the same in me. (laughs) Wouldn't it be great if your soul, no matter what the outward or outside externals might be, inward, you're at a place of stability, consistency and peace, shalom. Well, I believe that the God of our salvation invites us to find that and we find that in Him. I think that He allows you to go through various things in your life as being part of the human race to show you that shalom and peace is only found in Him and He wants you to know that so as great as having a strong marriage is or healthy children Or a good job. Those are gifts. They're blessings. But your shalom, your peace, will not be found in those things in the end. It will only be found in the true and living God. But because of that, it can be found at any time. So, Are you going through some tumultuous times right now? You know what? If you seek the Lord in the middle of your tumult, in the middle of your storm, He can, and He does, come to you and calms the storm. You gotta seek Him. It might take five minutes five hours, five days, but you will find him if you seek him. He will calm your storm.
1: Vain Spirit
0: experienced that have you ever experienced the spirit falling afresh on you and on maybe the group of people you were with there there's no mistaking when that happens i mean the holy spirit is always with us jesus made that clear what a gift but sometimes when you have more than one person who is seeking God or a group of people that are filled with God's spirit, there's this dynamic that takes place. And it's a beautiful, it's, it's, it's a mysterious thing. And if you've never experienced that, maybe you should ask yourself why? Why haven't you experienced the spirit of the living God overflowing, filling, immersing the people in the room or the gathering? is it maybe the church you go to or belong to maybe there's not enough desire or emphasis on seeking that that dynamic or or maybe there is but you just haven't really applied or made yourself aware of it i don't know but if you haven't experienced it, I invite you to. I invite you to. um, Even here at the church at Applegate on Sundays or on Monday night. There's a move of the Spirit on Wednesday night, on Thursday night. Yep, and on Friday, you have the one step gathering and I can't say that in each of those meetings, every time there's this incredible flow of the spirit to which every person is overwhelmed I I, I can't say that that's not that's just not it but that does happen and not only that, there is always in each of those gatherings. Every time, something of God's spirit that if you're tuned in, if you want it, you will walk away saying, yes, that's it. The spirit of the living God. Well, right now, I hope that God's spirit moves as we look at the book of Jonah. Jonah chapter one. And I'll pick up where we left off yesterday in verse four. And laid down and was fast asleep. So the captain came and said to him, What do you mean, you sleeper? Arise, call out to your God. Perhaps the God will give a thought to us that we might not perish. So how was our friend Jonah able to sleep? In that kind of situation. That's that's what's ironic to me in this story. And I think he had perhaps cashed it in. I think he was done. That's the only way you can really sleep, I think, perhaps. In that kind of storm where everyone else is rowing or bailing or casting out. their their goods and their stuff. Well, he is down in the ship sleeping. I think he was thinking, I'm done. I don't care if there's a storm. But he wasn't done. Sometimes when we think, you know, I'm done. God has other plans. (laughs) We might have given up. We might have thrown in the towel, so to speak, but God hasn't given up. And you know what? Even when you give up, God does not give up on you. I want you to know that. I want you to know right now that I believe, this is from what my belief in reading the Bible and in this story of Jonah as well, that even if you have thrown in the towel, that If you truly belong to the Lord, you're not finished yet. And you're going to accomplish whatever it is that God had set out for you in the first place. I don't know how many detours you might have to take. I don't know how many storms you're going to have to go through, but he will get you there. That's how I see it. That's how I see the story of Jonah. Then verse seven, and they said to one another, come, let us cast lots that we may know whose account this evil has come upon us. So they cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. Then they said to him, tell us whose account the evil, this evil has come upon us. What is your occupation? Where do you come from? What is your country? And of what people are you? And he said to them, I am a Hebrew and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. Then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, What is this you have done? For the men knew that he was fleeing from the presence of the Lord because he told them. Then they said to him, What shall we do to you that the sea may quiet down for us? For the sea grew more and more temptuous. And he said to them, Pick me up and hurl me into the sea. Then the sea will quiet down for you, for I know that it is because of me that this great tempest has come upon you. Nevertheless, the men rowed hard to get back to dry land, but they could not, for the sea grew more and more tempestuous against them. Therefore, they called out to the Lord, O oh Lord, let us not perish for this man's life and lay Not on us innocent blood. For you, O Lord, have done as it pleased you. So they picked up Jonah and hurled him into the sea. And the sea ceased from its raging. And the men feared the Lord exceedingly. And they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. What a story, right? So they cast lots. It comes down to Jonah. He tells them what's going on. They try to bail him out, but they can't. And he knew, if you just throw me overboard, that there will be peace. When they finally did, there was peace. And Jesus takes this story and says, that speaks of me. Isn't that amazing? Jesus says that just as Jonah was in the belly of a fish for three days and nights, this is the one sign I will give to you. I will only give you one thing, he said to the Pharisees. He said to the critics that when you kill me, I will be in the earth three days, just as Jonah was. Jesus said that in Matthew chapter 12. uses the story of Jonah as the one sign that he gives to his critics that he gives to the Pharisees so just as Jonah said throw me overboard Jesus says throw me overboard now it was Jonah's fault and it wasn't Jesus' fault Jesus took my fault Overboard, But because he did, now I'm in safety. I'm no longer in the storm of, of God's wrath, of condemnation. But I'm in the safety, I'm in the orb of God's salvation. So are you. Jesus says to the Father, if there be any other way, Please, let this cup pass from me. But because there was no other way, Jesus willingly took the cup. He plunged into the depths. He was swallowed temporarily by death itself that you and I might have life eternally. The greater then Jonah is Jesus. We'll be right back.
3: My heart is overjoyed. Kingdom has finally come. I see the face of my maker, the father, the son.
0: reading the story of Jonah and check this out. I love it. It says, and the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And then the next verse says, then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God from the belly of the fish. And then a few verses down, it says, and the Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah on dry land. So, in three different ways, we see how God is working with this fish. First, the Lord appointed this fish. And then Jonah prays from inside of the fish. And then the Lord spoke to the fish to vomit Jonah. And I, I just see the things that I'm going through. The, the fish that I'm in that it's all part of God's plan, His providence. Whether it comes to me, whether I'm in it, or when I get out of it. The bottom line is God is in full control. He is sovereign. And He knows exactly what I can take, where I'm going, where I'm headed. Even if I don't, God does. And he has a fish that I'm in or you might be in, but it's got a plan and a purpose. That's how I see it. So tomorrow, Lord willing, we'll pick up the last verse of chapter one and on then into Jonah's prayer. The last verse Saying, the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah. So now we're really getting into the the belly of the story, so to speak. So you can read ahead Jonah chapter 2 if you want. It's a beautiful prayer that he makes that I think many can relate to. Okay, it sounds good. Tonight, Friday night, come on out to one step in the, in the, uh, what's that house called? (laughs) Uh, now it's actually just called the one step house. It's called the one step. Yeah. Cool. So there's a one step house here, uh, on campus and, uh, it's a beautiful thing that the Lord is doing there and, uh, you can come, maybe we all need one step. So you might be having problems with, um, caffeine. (laughs) Yeah, me too. You might be having problems with cocaine. I don't know. We all have problems. Nobody has no problems. Not this side of heaven. So one step is for you. It really is. For me too. Um, I'm not going to go because my wife's throwing a Christmas party or something for the kids and I have to help. I'm excited. I'm really excited. As you can tell. But One Step is great. It really is. You're going to be blessed. I promise you. With Greg and Taryn and the group. So that's out tonight at 7 o'clock in the One Step house. Which is right here on the Applegate Fellowship campus. So come on out. So if you don't know where that is, just come to Applegate Fellowship. And then drive through the parking lot. And you will find it eventually. You will find the house. It's there. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. Knowing that even if you feel like you're swallowed up right now, (laughs) or you're in over your head, you're not hopeless and you're not helpless. Put your trust in God. Ask Jonah. The Lord is in control, and he's going to get you to exactly where he wants you to be. This is Peter John. I'll be back on perhaps Monday, if that's what the Lord wants, and I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for tuning in. See you on Sunday. God bless.